0: This is AA Beyond Belief, episode 116. In this episode, we'll meet Carol, Gail, Kimberly, and Maria, members of the Sober She-Devils, an online secular AA women's meeting. We'll talk about the group, when it meets, how it meets, what they do, and each of the women's experience with the online meeting. They are absolutely wonderful, and I think you'll enjoy this episode. I'm here today with the Sober She-Devils, Kimberly, Carol, Gail, and Maria. How y'all doing?
1: Good.
0: It's good to be here, John. Sober She-Devils is an online group, an online secular group. Yes. Yeah. Who would like to give us a little background on the group?
1: That would be Miss Maria.
2: Uh, let's see. Um, actually, the Sober She-Devils uh, spun off from secular online meetings that we had, what is that, about over two years ago. And there were a group of us, a small group of us, that in the meeting after the meeting said, wouldn't it be great to have a women's meeting? Mm -hmm. And uh, I personally love women's meetings. My home group is a women's meeting. And I was all over that idea. And I said, yes, yes, let's do it. And a couple of women who I haven't seen around in a bit actually really took the reins in terms of starting the meeting when I believe AA Beyond Belief was hosting the uh, Zoom meetings. Mm -hmm. I think Bethany uh, from Jacksonville was one of those women, if I remember right. And Laura B from Winnipeg and myself and Kimberly And I can't remember quite who else was there at the very, very beginning when we were still doing those uh, AA Beyond Belief online meetings. Do you, Kimberly? Was there Wendy? Ah, yes, Wendy V. She's an American gal who lives in Mexico. That's right. That's right. And so uh, the little group, the little pack of us started the meetings. And um, what ended up happening is that uh, for reasons that I'm not going to go into, Bethany uh, decided to uh, not participate anymore. And I believe that Laura got involved in other things in her life, including school and some other endeavors and traveling and whatnot, and she had said to me that I'm not gonna be attending very much because I'm doing all these things. And right about that time, I think that your plate was pretty full, John, and that the online meeting support was passed from AA Beyond Belief to SecularAA.org. About that time, we started talking about giving ourselves a name. I think it might have been during the first group conscience, or it may have been during a meeting after the meeting that we kicked around some names. And I jokingly said, Sober She-Devils, which I I liked, but I really didn't think anybody was going to go with it. And one other person piped up right away and said, oh, that's a brilliant name. Let's go with it. And then a couple other people said, yeah, that's fun. Let's do it. And boom, that was it.
0: And it seems to be worked, worked out pretty well. Um, so who would like to tell people out there. Okay. When the meeting is where the meeting is and how you actually access the meeting. That's Carol. Carol. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: the best place I think to find the link is on the, the website that Maria mentioned that of course I'm drawing a blank on.
0: SecularAA.org.
1: Thank you. Yeah. That has all the online meetings uh, available to it. There's also the links in the coffee shop uh, mm-hmm. that, um, <clears throat> that people are in the Facebook coffee shop. They can join us there. Uh, get the link there. We have two meetings now. So there's the Monday night meeting, which is the original meeting. And then uh, Gail just uh, decided, uh, you know, after much thought, <laughs> and, and we all discussed it, to have a second uh, online meetings so that people overseas uh, would have a better opportunity to attend. And that is on Sunday mornings. I have to go at Pacific at 7 a.m. Pacific time. The Monday night meeting is 6, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Mm-hmm. And those are every week.
0: Okay. And you use uh, Zoom conferencing. Yes. Which is really easy to use. You want to explain to people how that how that works?
1: Well, once you, the first time you sign on, you have to download the app, which is simple. Just the button and it downloads and then it just has you join the meeting through the link now um, because of a few safety measures now, when you first sign on, it will ask you if uh, you want to sign on with video or not. You have that option. And we also have a meet-out room, which we're just starting to play with, where we start in one area and then make sure everybody's a woman because we uh, want to keep it a safe environment. And it a right. woman, only uh, a, a closed meeting. Right. So uh, if, if someone signs on... Uh, through their phone and we can't, even if it has a girl's name, or if they sign on without video, we will ask them to identify themselves just so that we can ensure that um, everyone is a woman to keep our meeting, um, you know, Comfortable for people
0: to share. Sure. Uh, Kimberly, what do you think is important about having women's meetings?
3: Ah, interesting. Well, as Carol has said, it provides a safe place for women to meet. And it's been really eye opening um, being a part of this group and and realizing some of the situations um, some women find themselves in. There are women um, from all over the world who do attend our meeting. We have uh, from China, uh, Australia, So there are some of them are some women are in places where there are not a lot of meetings um, or there are meetings that are only men or um there are meetings where there's a very strong religious um theme and they're not comfortable with that so the meetings that the meeting the two meetings we have uh provides a a safe place for a lot of these women to land and um as i said it's been really interesting um to experience what other women go through as they struggle to get sober
0: yeah you know i was at a meeting. my home group uh, last week or the week before and a younger woman was sharing a story about how she went to an AA group. It was a traditional AA group and she was the only woman and everybody else there were older men and they were nice to her. But the thing is they they were like, uh, they treated her like their little granddaughter or something, you know, <laughs> like, oh, the, the young lady is in the room. We have to be in our best behavior. That That, that is how she described it. And she just felt like, um, I don't know, she she said that she, they were nice, but she didn't want to go back to that meeting again because she didn't feel like, uh, she didn't feel comfortable. She felt like she was being singled out or treated differently in some way.
2: Let me point out what, what we all know, which is predation in the rooms is a real thing. And uh, the last thing that, uh a uh, uh, newcomer needs is is to worry about that when they're you know shaking in their boots and and trying to deal with early sobriety
0: true and actually that was the experience of one of the early members of the she devils too bethany i know i had her on a podcast talking about that so yes. absolutely it's a real problem you know i wish that we had women's meetings here in kc for the, that are secular but i think i could probably do a better job letting these women know about your group because they're all younger women and they obviously they would get online you know so i just need to let them know hey you got a meeting here you can go to two of them actually
1: we have a, a very uh <laughs> wide variety if you will of, of, of women of uh, all different ages all different lengths of sobriety uh we it, it's and it's a, i think a great place especially for the newcomer uh, to find uh, com- to be comfortable without leaving your house, which I know can be an issue for some people. Um- you know, it's good to leave your house, especially in new sobriety, but sometimes, uh, like uh, Kimberly was saying, they, they there's not always availability in their areas for, especially secular, to uh, to get out there and then not to feel comfortable when you go to a face-to-face meeting already feeling like you don't belong because you're not a believer or, you know, don't have a higher power, however it works in your life. But um, we also don't mind if you have a higher
4: power. Sure.
1: We, we are open either way. It doesn't You don't Have to be secular to join the meeting, but most of us are, and we like to have this place that we can go and not worry about being judged because we don't. So, I think it's helpful for some people who are just getting started uh, to find a place that they can be comfortable in their own home and just get used to the terminology and to see what it's all about with, uh, you know, doing it online.
0: Yeah, if they had the internet when I was first getting sober, I think I probably would have checked it out online. Before I went to a regular meeting, because I just recall, I know, I, I mean, I actually went to the door of the meeting for a couple of weeks and never opened up the door. I was just so afraid of, of actually going. But I know I, if it, if I had the internet, I probably would have gone online somewhere, maybe to an online meeting just to check it out and ask questions. It's kind of nice to be able to do that.
1: Well, that's how I found secular um, when I started coming back to AA and realized that I can't be the only one who feels this way, mm-hmm. and that's how I found the Sunday meeting that we were talking about earlier when when this all got started. There's there's not a lot of of, uh, of them out there. They're growing, but it's it. But that's where I started feeling myself and being comfortable and back with my people.
0: Yeah, Gail, can you talk about what the format of the meeting is like, how it's run, and and the kind of topics and so forth that you have?
4: The topic changes from week to week. On the first week of every month we um, have a step meeting on the step of the month. Other than that, we choose a leader every week for the for the next week. And they, it's up to them to choose the topic. And sometimes they to send out a email or a memo about what their topic is going to be. So people can get other women can get a chance to kind of think on what they want to say about that, which and I really like it when that happens. So other than that, uh, we have group conscience several times a year is our plan. And um, but the topic is just a vast array of, of how do you deal with certain and situations to just whatever is on whatever's on your mind whatever is plaguing you at the time we have women of all lanes of sobriety from a day the decades on our meeting and uh, I really wish we'd had a meeting like this when I was first starting out because I think that the stigma of, of alcohol abuse is, particularly with women is really challenging you know I suffered fear of on top of low self-esteem and depression I've had fear of losing my kids I had problems going to meetings because of my kids I tried to was lucky enough that I didn't work at the time and I could go to some daytime meetings because I really felt like I had to be there with my kids at night and so nighttime meetings were really hard so this uh, online meeting Meetings would have been absolutely uh, just wonderful for me. You know, when women are struggling, what to do with their kids, who's going to watch them when they go? Uh, mm-hmm. But our format is is really vast. Our topics are vast and, and uh, very interesting, as women are.
0: <laughs> What's your step meeting like?
4: Step meeting? It's we go a lot. A lot of times we'll say the traditional what the traditional step is of AA. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, we'll follow that up with an excerpt from a sec- more secular book, step book. I can't think of the name of one of them. One of them, the new one I just got is the Sober Without God, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. And so we'll take this secular spin on it.
0: Yep, that's a good, the little book.
4: Yeah, the, the little book. Right, the little book, the little yellow book. And... Uh, that's what we like to do is uh, I'll is, uh, say the secular version of that step, how you might follow that tradition in your life and apply it to your life in a secular manner.
0: Yeah, that's, I think that's pretty much what we do too. But we, um, I, I always make a point of reading the original step at our meeting, uh, just cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that are really brand new to AA at our group. Yeah. And so, um, been to a few of these online meetings. So it's like, um, so like, if you want to talk, you just like, do you raise your hand or do you kind of go in order or how's that work?
4: We unmute ourselves during the meeting. And then when we're ready to talk, I think there is a place on the site where you can raise your, where you can tap mm-hmm. a little button and raise your hand, but we usually just unmute and start talking. And uh, that's worked out pretty well. We haven't had a lot of inter- interruptions doing it that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it works great, I, especially with the video component. It It just feels like I almost like being at a regular meeting. I just, I don't, I don't really miss, miss anything.
4: Yes, it very much is. And that's what I love about Zoom It's is being able to see everybody and connect the faces. And when we saw each other, the four of us saw each other in Toronto, we were just like old friends getting together and yeah. the faces already so well, everybody's body looked different. Like Maria was this tiny little thing. I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> so it was great fun to see everybody in, in person and unite like that. But um, yeah, to see each other's faces and really connect on that level. And most of the people do have their video on during the meeting uh all audio, but most, most, for the most part, it's video.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that. I remember seeing y'all at uh, in Toronto um, for uh, Ixa, and y'all y'all had uh, matching T-shirts on, and it's it seems like I was. I mean, I was kind of struck that you bonded as closely as you have for being an online group.
2: I think that the the format lends itself to that because of what Gail just said. Mm-hmm. You know, we see each other. We we see each other's uh, facial expressions. And, you know, for myself, I talk a lot with my hands and and I I just, I had a feeling for each of the women. And then again, like Gail said, going to Toronto and meeting them. I mean, I remember going down to the lobby Saturday morning and glancing around and I was purposefully looking for Kimberly and then boom, I see her and there she is. And it was, there was no awkwardness, nice to meet you, none of that. It was hugs and, and just so familiar and, and warm and 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 comforting for me to to see these women in person whose images and facial expressions and so on I've been I've been seeing for over a year it was really enriching and I'm definitely planning on going to Pixa 2020
0: yeah I'll be there too and you know it's it's kind of interesting um I don't see you guys in online meetings that, that often, yet when I saw you in Toronto, I also felt, oh yeah, I know you. <laughs> I go, I see you in meetings, you're part of my AA community, you know? We've
3: been together long enough now that we have helped each other through living experiences. And I think that's also bonded us together. When I first came on to the online meetings, I came on, um, someone in, in uh, Secular AA suggested them to me I came on because I had just been diagnosed and been through surgery for cancer and I was uh, heading towards treatment. And I wasn't, I didn't feel well enough to go out. And uh, in this September, in the middle of my radiation treatments is when I uh, first got on the women's meeting. And um, these ladies were there for me as we, as I had to go through that and didn't feel well enough to go outside. It was wonderful knowing I had them and they let me talk about it, even though it had nothing to do with alcoholism, I could bring it up and they loved me. They loved me through it.
0: I'm (laughs) glad that you had this group. So um, let's talk about newcomers. Uh, Do you get very many
2: newcomers? We kind of have the gamut. Um, Something that you touched on earlier, you were saying that if there had been the internet when you first uh, came around, that you would have definitely explored that avenue. And I I, I just wasn't... Frankly, I I was at the beginning of the third stage of alcoholism, and all I knew was I needed help, and all I knew was AA. And I came in to regular AA and suffered through that for a year. Now, young people today, I think they do a ton of exploring on the internet, and there is so much available. Um, that it's a great place to go. And so to answer your question, we do have a variety. We have some women that it's their very first meeting. Uh, We uh, have women who are in early sobriety. We have women who it's their first online meeting. We have women who it's their first secular meeting. And on that note, something was touched on earlier that I want to circle back to, because I think it's important for people to hear what Carol was talking about, that We welcome everybody and we actually have, I know of two women for sure that have a higher power of their own understanding, whatever that is. And they have both expressed that they feel very strongly that recovery from alcoholism and religion have nothing to do with each other. And I found that really refreshing to hear from women who identify as having a belief of some sort. Um, and, and one of them, I know for sure, actually goes to a, a church gathering of some sort every Sunday with her family. My, my point being that um, we, like Carol said, we do welcome all women and we even welcome who identify as women. In other words, transgender women are welcome at our meeting.
0: So, um, yeah, you know, we have religious people, people who believe it coming to our meeting, too. And I've seen the same thing that it's just that, which is nice about the secular option. It's not like, you know, I was telling a a friend of mine a few weeks ago. It's like, you know, I've seen my group evolve from a a special purpose group for atheists and agnostics to just a group that doesn't have anything to do with the, <laughs> with the with the God stuff, you know? And uh, I, I just find that really interesting. I just see that evolution. Have you kind of seen that in your meeting? And did you ever go through that period of time where you had the
2: bashing of AA and the bashing of God? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that conversation pops up in the coffee shop all the time. And frankly, I can only speak for myself. My first year in traditional AA, after the first few months where I was literally just hanging on to my seat and, and getting my head clear, but 10 months in, I really hit the wall with the God thing and the insistence on higher power and the insistence on turning it over to a power greater than myself, and the insistence that uh, that I find some sort of higher power, even to the point of ridiculous, and we 've all heard the doorknob, which is the most ludicrous thing i've ever heard in my life, and I reached a point where i couldn 't tolerate it anymore, and frankly. I was ready to leave AA, which for me did not mean I was going to go back to drinking. Although in the back of my mind, part of the indoctrination I received in that first year of traditional AA was about the importance of going to meetings, about the importance of... of having having an AA community in my life. and I, And I really, really didn't know what to do. And it was at that time that I discovered Secular AA through a friend that I knew from traditional meetings, who was an avowed atheist and would say so in the rooms. And he very excitedly came up to me and told me about a secular meeting that was starting up in Denver. And I ended up going to that meeting. And at that meeting, I was, the doors were open to the entire secular world. They had a copy of Josie's book. They had a copy of the little book, they had a copy of some uh, collected stories that Roger uh, C. put together. And and I bought all that stuff up and I just started just consuming it. And I think that I got off track from what the question okay. was. <laughs> well, <laughs> I apologize for that.
0: Well, you know, I think that um, there's a lot of us who had spent time in AA oh, before um, Getting before even knowing that there were meetings, there were secular meetings. And I think that all of us have ha, had gone through a period of time, not all of us, but many of us had gone through a period where, where we were actually hurt in some way by AA. And right. um, I know I had to kind of get that out of my system. And I and I think yeah. that we still get newcomers who occasionally have to do that. Although I think it happens less now. Is that, is, Kimberly, do you the think? The God
2: bashing. The I, God bashing. I remembered what we were talking yeah what I started talking about oh my gosh and 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 anyway I did I did sidetrack but really I think that it's important to get that stuff off our chest and we do experience that not so much anymore at all usually sometimes uh, women who come in for the first time that have gone to regular meetings do have to say oh you know I really was turned off by uh, the religiosity of the meetings Um, but I, I find, and I'd like to hear what the other women, uh, think has, has evolved is that there's much less of that. And definitely with the core members and, and the women who come regularly, it seems like we've all gotten that off our chest and processed it and, and are, you know, dealing with the meat of the matter, life on life terms. Kimberly,
3: can you repeat the question, John?
0: (laughs) I'm just saying, have you kind of noticed I mean it's kinda of, it's kind of a it's kind of a fun question, I guess, because almost every one of our groups goes through this some people call it the God detox thing, but yeah. it's just mm-hmm. a matter, I think, of giving people space wherever they happen to be. If someone needs to yeah. let it out, let it out. Have yeah. you kind of noticed an evolution though with the group?
3: I live with the group. Um, you know, when a new woman comes in sometimes, if she's been around for a while, she has the need to do that. But because we're not kind of a location, uh, a specific place, we are international, it's uh, different for everybody from everywhere. I I ironically live very close to where the Greater Toronto Area Intergroup fiasco thing happened. And it's uh, odd because Canada is a pretty progressive country. It's odd that we seem to have a pocket of some pretty, um, some people who are rather intolerant of anything other than their religious version of AA. I was sober almost 25 years before I hit the wall. um, And it was really was around a specific situation for myself. I was uh, uh, at my meeting, my home group at the time, and um, a lady came in, a young woman, and she had that look, you know, that look when they're brand new and they're really hurting and she was scared. So uh, I went up to her, talked to her. She really didn't want to be in a church. She didn't like the idea of church. Um, unfortunately, that night, our sur- our meeting was in the sanctuary because they were using the hall for a Christmas celebration. I, it took a lot to talk her into to the back of the sanctuary, but I wow. got her in the back row. We sat down. I, I told her it was not a religious organization. Um, she did not have to believe in God. Uh, you know, I went through the things that I had been taught about Alcoholics Anonymous that up until that point, I believed. Mm-hmm. And um, the speaker got up, a good person. I'm not going to criticize the speaker, but the speaker got up and they went all into their Catholicism and going back to their church and all about God. This young lady jumped up and took off. I went out running after her. I never caught her. Couldn't. And you know what? She never came back. And why would she? Oh, We're a bunch of liars. I had lied to her. Why would she come back and trust me? And that was the beginning of change for me, that was really, I had a hard time getting over that. Mm -hmm. I, once you hear something in a different way, you can't change that. And I began to see things and hear things in a different way. And uh, so I was aware of of, um, Beyond Belief, because of what had happened in 2011, I think it was with the greater Toronto area intergroup. And um, I went looking for a meeting finally in 2015. Uh, One opened up a city uh, close to me. It's about a a half hour, 30, 35 minute drive. Um, So I was thrilled to find a Beyond Belief meeting finally close to myself. Remember going through a lot of DTAC talks, all of us did in that meeting Mm -hmm. uh, for a while. But you know, we hardly ever talk about that stuff. Now, unless someone new comes in, and they've got a problem, it doesn't, it's not a part of What we talk about, we talk about getting sober, we talk about the tools, we talk about the importance of making connections with other people, we talk about healthy behavior, Mm -hmm. we talk about changing how we see the world and how we react to the world and how we behave in the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Gail, you were talking earlier that about your home, your uh, brick and mortar meeting there in California. So you go, you, go to, you go to a face-to-face meeting and you also go to the online meeting. Can you talk about maybe the differences between an online meeting, you know, and the face-to-face meeting? Just, and it's, it's going to be your own personal experience, I'm sure.
4: Yes. Well, my own personal experience is I'm, I'm getting more of a connection with the women's online meeting, believe it or not. You would mm-hmm. think the opposite would be true, that I feel more connected with the, the other group but we've had such uh, an array of people coming in, in and out. Um, we've got a lot more longevity and stableness, and we're getting a lot of new people in the online meeting. But in the in-person in meeting, people come, they're excited to see us, they're excited to be there, they're excited there's a meeting like that, and then they disappear and they don't come back. So our core group is very small, um, and we're close. Carol and I are very close. We live. We both go to that meeting. We both helped start that meeting and, and, uh, and we're practically neighbors. And so we're, the two of us are really close, but there's, we have another person in, in um, that also is from California that goes to that meeting also. And, but we're not as tight of a group. I think there's something magical that happens with the women's online meeting, really honestly, that, that has has happened that's really unique and special. And one of my favorite things about our meeting that's different from others is that when our hour is up, we have a meeting after the meeting where we kind of let our hair down and just chat and talk more casually with each other and uh, maybe even hold each other accountable a little bit more and things get uh, different. And that, that goes on for maybe up to maybe a half an hour, we have our after meeting. And that's just been awesome for for bonding with the other women and anybody didn't get a chance to share and wants to have a say a little something or want to go a little bit deeper and, and actually get some advice or something that would be the time to do that because we try not to cross talk Mm -hmm. during our, our meeting. It happens sometimes, but we try not to cross talk as our rule. So when the meeting is over and we have our meeting after the meeting, everybody really lets their hair down and, and uh, it's a really awesome kind of a magical uh, time that happens that's very unique to the meeting.
0: Yeah, I occasionally drop in on the Secular Saturday meeting. And uh, actually, my favorite part of that meeting, I get there 30 minutes before the meeting starts, and I just chat with Courtney. <laughs> and it's like, that's all I needed, really.
4: Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome to talk to. I love Courtney. He's uh, just, he has been so supportive of of the women's meeting and what we've done. And it's just been a champion for us and really helpful in every way he could be. He's been
0: awesome. Yeah. I mean, the whole Secular AA uh, organization and the website has really done a remarkable job hosti- hosting these meetings and letting people know about the meetings and so forth. And that comes up to, Carol, um, you were talking about having business meetings and group conscience meetings. So do you guys do like passing a basket and to be self-supporting and that kind of thing? How do you handle that?
1: Well, we actually just started the Seventh Tradition, Passing the Basket, uh, since our last group conscious. As a rule, um, and again, we're still rather new even though we're uh, almost two years old or a year and a half. I I don't know, we figured it out a hundred times and then I forget. Um, What we'll do is uh, we put it in the preamble for the uh, Seventh Tradition. And then one of us will copy and paste the, the links where people can donate. And um, I don't know if anyone's done it, but uh, we we felt that it's a. I know this. Well, I think it's it's important because these. I know these Zoom meetings aren't free, mm-hmm. and the support we get is invaluable. So we uh, decided to uh, to to go ahead and paste those links in. I know uh, me and uh, another person uh, maybe a couple more I don't know I I donate monthly you know so I just kind of have it automatically taken out of out of my account so I don't have to think about it but we are we do offer that Um, now I think it was Gail who mentioned that the first meeting of every month is a step study Uh, the month that has five Mondays in it, mm-hmm. we usually have a group conscience meeting and we'll usually set that up a couple weeks to a month before so everyone has an opportunity to pitch in any ideas or suggestions they have about the meeting, something they'd like to see, something they'd like to stop. You know, that's how we came up with the crosstalk thing because we were having an issue and it bothers some people. So we bring it to the group and, and say, um, you know, this is an issue, how do you feel? And we take a vote and then this year, I'm the uh, secretary, so to speak. So I will draft up uh, the minutes, if you will, and and I'm, you know, responsible to make sure we, you know, let everyone know that there is a meeting. Uh, and the way we do that, we have a phone list, and that's online. Uh, but people have to want to be on it. So I have a link for that. Uh, we have um, a messenger, Facebook messenger page for. Uh, getting information across. Now, there's not a lot. I'd say maybe 10 people, maybe more on that. And then just recently, um, someone gave us their uh, women's AA page to make it a she-devil Facebook page. So we have several different ways to communicate to the people who are interested so um but is we that a
0: public facebook page or is that a private pay- facebook it's page private. Oh, okay. okay yeah it's
1: definitely private everything we do is private the, i mean people could share the links i guess for the uh, phone list and stuff i have it on a google uh, dot so uh people can update it or just go to it and i'll i'll publish that every so often uh, so people Uh, have an avenue to call someone if they need help that's happened before where someone's emailed or called because they're going through a situation and then they have um several women because if your name's on that list it's kind of like saying i'm available and so we've had that i've only had that happen a couple times where someone's reached out to me but i mean that's enough right (laughs) right so uh so we're pretty good about making sure that it's the meeting belongs to everybody now this july we have five Mondays and we didn't, when we decided we are decide we, not having a group conscience, uh, we don't really have any issues going on. So we were for, you know, not going to do it just to do it, but, okay. uh, we were very much aware of that we need to keep in touch with the group to make sure that, that it is a group that works for all the different types of women and personalities we have.
0: I think y'all are way, way organized, man, much more so than any of the other online groups I've ever, <laughs> I don't even know if the, any of the other online meetings do that, if they have a um, group conscience. Meetings, maybe they do.
1: Well, it was brought up. Um, someone had an uh, I, w- I don't want to call it an issue, but a suggestion. Let's go with that. Why do we do this? And it's like, well, that's just how we've done it. So we had to re- look at things, you know, um, like any new meeting, you go through some growing pains and stuff. And for a while, it worked great. But someone wants to know, well, why don't we do this or why don't we do that? And, and again, I'll bring up the crosstalk or the seventh tradition, all these things come up. And um, we just treat it like we would a face-to-face meeting. You know, this is what you would do. And, and Courtney, again, I, I used to pick it like you, John. I would get on early or stay afterwards and pick his brain. Uh, Courtney has a lot of great information in his head. And where I've been in AA a long time, I haven't been as active. So, um I I like to get his opinion and his thoughts because he seems to know not just his opinion, but why things are done the way they're done, what the rules behind it, you know, and everything. Thing, plus his opinion, because mm-hmm. I, I value hear, hearing from other people. Uh, so we just treat it like a, a meeting, we would, like if we did face-to-face. And um, I think we, we do a pretty good job. I'm pretty proud of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really good idea because, you know, otherwise, if you don't ever do that, people are just kind of sitting there simmering about little things that they don't like. And so it gives people a chance to, to, to let that out, you know, and just let their voice be heard. And then you find out, oh, other people feel the same way. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, this is really interesting. Um, uh, is there anything else that we should talk about when it comes to the She-Devils that, that we haven't touched on?
1: I don't know. I, uh, for My personal feelings about it is uh, how it all started and how we came together as a group and that um, it gives people, women, an opportunity to, um, to become friends, even though it's online. And like Maria said, when we see each other, uh, we know each other it's a community and I don't want to sound all all weird and and, and um, but I, I I really love it i I, uh, I go to, to more meetings than I need <laughs> I've got a, a, a long-term sobriety and I don't need to go to as many meetings as I go to but the reason I come is the for the, the women the people i what we had prior to Toronto what we gained at Toronto I'm not willing to give that up. So I love this community. I love the women on, that, uh, on this program here today. Uh, we have kept in touch uh, aside from the meetings you know and and there's other women also but we have this uh have we're friends we're absolutely no friends we don't have to be neighbors but we're actually friends and when life happens we are able to vent without it being so public and we are able to be ourselves and and it's it's not just us there's there's other not middle who are represented here today i would say that for our whole group of the the people that come week after week i i do think we have something very special and I I'm very grateful for it but to me it, again with how AA works is that community you know being able to share and and, and, and to take advice and listen to someone else's point of view I, I tend to um, have a set way of doing things and I know I can come to these women and say is this in my head am I really responding correctly or am I being a little biased you know so I have people I can bounce things off of and, and get a, um, a realistic uh, view of, of what's going on in life so to me this is the epitome of what AA is all about and I feel very fortunate to be a part of, of this group in particular and I do love Saturday and Sunday too it's just um, I'm uh, and I am committed but not as much to this, this group. So uh, as far as the she devils, I, I think we've come together, and um, and and one way or another, we do principles before personalities, and we all seem to uh, have a wonderful uh, a meeting most of the time. I I think we do pretty pretty good.
0: Well, thanks, Carol. Maria, would you like to say something in conclusion?
2: Well, I think that uh, echoing what Carol said, the sober she devils meeting. Is highly important to me. I'm very committed to it. I most definitely prioritize it on on Monday evenings, and now uh, the Sunday morning uh, meeting. I'm I'm going to make every effort to attend as often as I can. I think it's it's a vital offering to our recovery community and I just am very happy to be a part of it and to have it available for women who are struggling with really any type of addiction along with welcoming uh, people who may have a higher power of some sort. We also welcome women who may be struggling with other issues and of course dual issues are so common. Um, I just really appreciate the openness of the women, the accepting nature of the group, and, and I absolutely love being a part of it. Gail?
4: Yeah, well, I'm just very grateful to be uh, part of the She Devil experience, and I just really want to invite anybody that has been uh, thinking about joining us to take the plunge and come and join us that you won't find a better group of just more intelligent and uh, compassionate women that are at all levels of uh, sobriety. And uh, I'm just really grateful to be a part of it. And I'm uh, thankful they're a part of my recovery and, and, um, uh, it's just a positive environment to be in. And I invite anybody to join us.
0: Kimberly.
3: I think, uh, being a part of the Silver She Devils, the time in um, chairing meetings and hosting meetings and um, coming up with topics and et cetera, is the most fulfilling service work that I have ever done in Alcoholics Anonymous. I love being a part of it. I'm really grateful that I'm a part of it we will have I don't know if we any of us uh, of us have mentioned yet but there could be nine women to 19 20 women in a meeting um, so lots of other women who regularly um, join us uh, as long as, as as well as the new incoming coming in now but for me as I said it's been the most fulfilling part of service I've ever done I love the ladies and I'm really really grateful to be a part of it
0: well great thank you well you all have done an amazing job thank you so much for joining us here on AA Beyond Belief and letting us know about the Sober She-Devils. I hope that this uh, helps other people learn about your group and, and find you.
1: Thank you so much, John, for having us.
0: All right. thanks. Hey. Well, that concludes another episode of AA Beyond Belief. Thank you for listening. If you would like to support our site and podcast, there are a couple of ways you can help out. You can post a review on iTunes, hopefully a favorable one. You can help us out financially with either a recurring or one-time contribution. You can do this by setting up a small recurring contribution at our Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash aabeyondbelief, or through PayPal at paypal.me slash AA Beyond Belief. And you can always just visit our site, aabeyondbelief.org, and click on the donate button. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back again real soon with another episode of AA Beyond Belief.